welcome back to episode 43 of Bit by Bit, The Breakdown. Today's crew is Cody Peckham, Eli Shermer, Blake Walker, and I'm Brian Phillips. This week we cover bad movie experiences, how Xbox remote play could impact physical media, survival horror game last year, Elon Musk's space internet program, MySpace profiles, and Ajit Pai. So with that being said, let's break it down, bit by bit. The pocket crossbow. He just pulls a two-handed broadsword out of his shirt. I knew I was carrying this for a reason. (laughs) So I guess my question for you guys is, what are some bad movie theater experiences that you've had? Oh, man. I had one the other day when I went to go see the new um, Ouija. Not Ouija, sorry. Um, When when did that come out? That was a while ago. (laughs) No, I went to go see the new Winchester movie. Oh, and there was a guy down at the front of the movie theater that was like talking out loud for the whole movie theater to hear him. He's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like he thought like everybody would be like, yeah, why would you do that? Like he thought everybody would join in in a conversation with him out loud in the theater. Like, but nobody does. They're all just like, hey, shut the up dick bag yeah, like, <laughs> you. like and he's just like continuously doing it the whole movie like he he wait he hopes everyone will join in together and come together and hold hands jeer against this terrible Didn't movie pay for your commentary oh it was it was a good movie it was all right it wasn't bad it's like every other horror movie that comes out kind of cheesy at the end but sure. decent has some good jump scares and I love the Winchester Mystery House. I've actually been there. It's great. And they had a lot of good shots of the inside of the house for the filming of the movie. I thought it was good, but nice. that guy kind of yeah. was just an when, idiot. When that uh, um, trailer came out, I totally thought that it was about um, Mary Todd Lincoln. Because after Abe Lincoln died, she got super into like... Paranormal. uh yeah, paranormal and like building staircases that went to nowhere and stuff like that. Like, maybe I'm crossing that over with the Winchester. Yeah, that's house, the Winchester house. There's a staircase yeah. that she built that leads to nowhere, and then the very center of the house, she built a séance room that she believed mm. she could communicate with the dead spirits who haunted the house that were killed by the Winchester rifle that her husband made. There, the house itself had over like 80 rooms, I think. And it's mm-hmm. it's really crazy because she had really bad arthritis. So there's a staircase that seriously, it loops around kind of like a uh, snake. Mm-hmm. And each level of the staircase is probably this higher than the next. And it just yeah. slowly walks its way up towards the back end of the house. It's really, it's a fun house, dude. It's weird. And there's all kinds of Tiffany glass mirrors in there from like the 20s. It's very, it's very elaborate. She used to have stuff sent in from foreign countries to build special rooms in the house. Like she had one room that was built all Japanese from stuff in the early 1900s sent from Japan because her, um, her niece was really into Japanese culture and had it built just for her. And then had all, it was pretty, it's a really cool house, man. Like if you're ever in San Jose or you're ever in that area, I would definitely, it's like 20 bucks and you get the, they take you on a tour and walk you all the way through the house. And it's really cool. Even if you're not like a believer in the paranormal, it's just an awesome house to see. It's like, oh, man, this is like really weird. Like, why would somebody build this? (laughs) Like the architecture itself is is amazing. Sweet, man. That is really interesting. I don't know when the next time I'll be in San Jose is, but. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was kind of like I was in San Francisco 
and they were like, oh, we could go to San Jose and you can see the Winchester house. I was like, oh, that's actually, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, movie experience I had that was really awful was uh, when I was in, I don't even know when, I, it was probably, what, third grade when The Lord of the Rings was coming out? Yeah. We went and saw all the movies in theaters as a family. It was a good time. And we were in the last movie, which we had waited a long time for. Mm-hmm. And so we're there watching? watching the movie. And spoiler alert, the ring gets thrown into the volcano. But <laughs> that's what happens. Damn it, man. Um, but we're like watching it. And Wait, what? <laughs> it's the part where... Uh, like Gollum and they're having this big standoff inside the volcano and like craziness is happening. He bites his All the people up. that have read the books are like, I know what's going to happen. This is the like, this is it. This is the moment. And then the screen went bloop and it split in half. No. And, yeah. And the, everybody's like chins were like on the top half of the screen. <laughs> and then they're like top of the heads and on the bottom. And so this is like during like the moment and nobody wanted to get up to like go tell someone because it was like the culmination that moment in the movie. The and so everybody just like screamed from their chair. <laughs> like it was like everybody was just like like screaming, like, ah. and so somebody like in the front like ran around the corner real quick and grabbed somebody and it went back together and everybody cheered, you know, and then it like cut back <laughs> and they, they finally like got it back together, but that was terrible timing. Oh, no. It's like the dude running the film all right the into the bathroom. He's like, it'll be fine. It's always <laughs> fine. Like I'll just, I'll just yeah. go real quick. Like I'll be the, right back. Nothing no. could go wrong. It's already, Com- we've made it this far. Havoc. Complete havoc. It was super <laughs> funny, though. That's awesome. That's pretty good. So mine's pretty recent. Uh, mine was from Black Panther. I was there just, you know, a couple weeks ago, oh, a week ago, whatever. And um, the movie theater we go to is in the mall down here, and it's one of those places where if you buy your ticket on Fandango or buy it online ahead, you get to reserve your seat. And even when you show up to buy your tickets day of, you still have to pick a seat at the kiosk before you sit down. Mm-hmm. So everything's assigned. And we've been to see almost all the Marvel movies in the last four years there and Star Wars. And there's always, I would say maybe one out of, you know, six times we go, there's an incident with the reserved seats. So, uh. <laughs> so we're sitting there and the theater is pretty empty for how like recently the movies come out. Like I was kind of surprised and these girls come down. It's probably 30 minutes into the movie. These two girls come down. They're probably 15 or 16 and they just start busting these people's chops like two seats over from me to the left. Okay. And they're like, these are our seats. Like we're supposed to be here. And they're like, they're standing up completely in the aisle. They have their phones out and they're talking at regular volume. And these people are like, we have the tickets right here. (laughs) These are our seats. They're like, no, no, this is row B, whatever. And they're like, it's row C, you know? And they're causing like this huge incident. And the people behind like can't see. And everybody's like, shut shut up. You know, you can hear it start like rumbling. Mm -hmm. Like it starts Mm -hmm. to build behind Mm -hmm. you. Where people just get angrier and angrier and feed off each other. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, shh, sit down, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes voted number one movie of all time. Watch it. <laughs> and uh, there's people in our row going, it's row C. You're so dumb. It's row C. You idiots. Just sit down. <laughs> and, you know, there's like all these open seats. The theater's not even full. That's half an hour into the movie. What's the odds someone's going to come in half an hour after it started and take those seats? Right. 
play the odds. Take a seat. You know, <laughs> just just yeah, sit down. Yeah. Enjoy the movie. I can't stand those people where they just bring that level of like selfishness into a place oh. where you just have to have respect for people. Like you're all there to have the same experience. You want everybody to have a good of experience as you're about to have, you know? And then you get these mm-hmm. people that are like, oh, it's all about me. I'm not getting that one seat mm-hmm. or whatever I think I'm supposed to have when there's all these open seats. Ah, oh, drives me nuts, mm-hmm. man. Where where was Brian when you needed I know. Him? If I'd had that flashlight, I just would have been like, hey, it's see? hey, it's row see? C. This hey, is do you see C. that on the floor, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, that's C. It's, that's you see it right C. there, bolted into the floor, lit up with an orange light. That's where you're at. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it right there. Drives me crazy. Man. Oh, man. That reminds me. Of, I may have told the story before, but Jenna surprised me with tickets to go see Wicked here in Indianapolis, actually. Super fun show. I, I enjoyed it a lot. We've seen it, I think, two or three times. By, uh, at right now, we've seen it about two or three times. But at the time, it was my first time seeing it. She didn't even she didn't tell me what we were what we were doing. So we drove from Illinois into Indiana, and uh, we got there, and we were like half an hour early. The guy at the gate was like, "Yeah, running behind." We're like, "No." Oh, so we no. we parked and we went inside. We're like, "Man, how early are we? Like, <laughs> there's nobody nobody out here." And then this look of like just oh came over jenna's face she went i for i forgot the time change oh no so we were half an hour late and she was like ah dude what do you i do you she you know she's she's flustered and i'm like no let's it's great you know we're already here let's go in an hour whatever an hour right it's only half an hour you know and the show starts it's 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 probably not even that far into it so we get in there and we we have somebody help us find our row and then they leave and it's in the middle of a, of of one of the musical numbers and we're we're kind of shuffling in and we find our seats and there's one open seat. Oh. And we're like ah. and and people are already like what are you you know there's there's that yeah. rumbling that yeah. you're talking about like what are you doing what's what you are you doing a disturbance i was and immersed so we're in like, this experience what are you doing Right, right. <laughs> I was lost, I was lost in this lost magical in this world. world of Oz. <laughs> and so we're like, I'm sorry, like you're we think you're in our seat. And the the guy the lady lady, oh man, she was oh she was ready like, to see the manager, huh? She was like, No, this is my seat. This is my seat And she's like, You need to sit down I'm like, I can't believe you're coming in the middle of the show like this And the other uh, it was obviously like the seat numbers were on the armrests, but there was no like arrow pointing which to which seat, seat which. it was supposed yeah. to go to. Super dumb system. Everybody knows you put it on the back of the chair, not the armrest. Um, so I, there was one seat and then three seats down or four seats down. There was another open seat. And so Jenna was like, we'd really like to sit together. Can we? And she's like, no, 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 no. So <laughs> we ended up like kind of we half squatted next to each other and then like they one of them left so she took the the other person's seat next to me and it was like it, they and then shortly after that it was intermission 
And so Jenna's crying, like, I'm about to beat this middle-aged woman. <laughs> like, like you want to go down, freaking boomer lady? I'm going to take boomer you down. Boomer lady? And, <laughs> I'll show yeah, you what millennials are all about. <laughs> I'll here. show you. Yeah, right here. Come on in. And, oh, man. Yeah. Like, But then, like, the people in front of us and behind us were like, hey, you know, it's okay. No, it's all right. And, like, everybody, you could hear, like, the collective, like, people coming around us being like, Oh, they forgot about the time change. Oh, oh. Like there was, we became like a heart, heartbreak case for everybody around us. And this one lady who was being a jerk and wouldn't move became like the evil lady who we all jeered against. <laughs> she became the wicked witch. She became the wicked witch. Yeah. We lived out the story of wicked right there in our seats. Everyone in the audience becomes mm-hmm. a member of the show. And then we burned her in the parking lot. <laughs> then we burned her. Oh, we man. We her on starts stage. off the show. <laughs> wicked. It was great. <laughs> we lynched her on stage. <laughs> it was wicked. We threw batteries at her from the audience. <laughs> which, which I happened to be carrying in my pocket. So. <laughs> I blinded her with my flashlight and they jumped on her. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why <laughs> didn't you use the flashlight during this? A's. Excuse me, man. <laughs> with the batteries. Oh man! This f***er blinded well. me with a flashlight at Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> and then just whip me with a sock full of batteries. <laughs> Where did he even get it? You, you just needed to distract her. That was. <laughs> That's excuse, what it was. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you drive a car? Because <laughs> your lights are on. Car. Car. <laughs> <laughs> So Xbox, Xbox One. Yeah, my old we're all stomping grounds. Close, we're all close. Yeah, and Blake's old stomping grounds. <laughs> we're mostly PC gamers. Eli, what do you play? I've got, uh, I've got an Xbox One. Um, I've been looking at PC gaming, but I don't have a computer, so it could be a while. I've got, yeah. I've got like kind of a computer, so I could play like Civ Five. That's that's about it. And yeah, Kerbal, I'm looking forward Kerbal to that. Space. Kerbal Space Program. How can you not play like yeah. PUBG on the lowest setting then? Wait, oh, well, it's a Mac. That's oh, that's right. It's because it's a Mac. I keep yeah, forgetting. That's the trouble. Cody, are you strictly PC? I am PS4, Xbox One, PC, and um, probably Switch yeah, at some yeah. point. <laughs> when you get the eventually, yeah, but I don't know. I've until they get more games. Like I was saying the other day, Nintendo's game audience is just not appealing to the adult it's like i can, yeah. you can only play so much zelda before you're like all right i'm good i don't want to spend 300 400 on a system just to play one game because mario kart really isn't that good and i don't know enough people yeah. with switches to go eat at a f-ing diner everybody brings their switch and everybody plays mario kart you know like it's right. not like it's like oh man let's meet up this friday night and go eat at the diner and play mario kart all night like i don't know anybody like that, that here does so sound it, fun, it sounds though. great i'd do that yeah that would be <laughs> one of the great. reasons why just i would do it unlimited pancakes bring them on i'm gonna keep playing mario yeah, and then kart. you just link everybody's that would be a great gathering but i don't have anybody here to do that so to spend 300 dollars on a switch just to play Mm -hmm. zelda a little bit because mainly i play pc games would be just a waste of time i mean even my xbox and my playstation 4 are just high grade blue like bluetooth devices that play 
Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVDs, exactly, yeah. and can access Netflix. It's like, okay. <laughs> I play uh, the VR on PlayStation 4, but... Yeah, yeah, we play some cool. stuff on there. It's fun. Rec yeah. Room. We're going to get a bunch of people together and play D&D and PSVR through Rec Room. <laughs> That's going to be so bad. You can spawn the entire dice set, and there's like a table with chairs. Like You just oh, sit around. And play That's D&D. awesome. That's cool. Oh, so you want to talk about this Xbox thing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> over on Eurogamer.net, Tom Phillips wrote an article, Xbox One update will offer remote play with PC. Uh, he says it works through Mixer, Xbox's baked-in streaming service, and lets you pass control to anyone watching on a PC via Mixer.com. Blake, yeah. what do you know about Mixer? What do you know about Xbox streaming? Well, as far as Mixer goes, uh, for a while it was Beam. Um, if anybody out there has an Xbox One and remembers. Yeah, they changed, changed their name, didn't they? They changed their name, yeah. but they I think they also acquired another small company that brought some more features on board for them. So they, they've like really okay. hardcore integrated it. So Mixer works seamlessly through the Xbox like user interface and operating system. It's like totally ingrained. Mm-hmm. Um, so this new update brings further integration with that. And this is just one of those features uh, that's coming along with it. So, you know, we've been talking about how they're bridging PC and Xbox together and with the Play Anywhere program, stuff like that. This is just another step, I think, in the road where um, somebody's playing Minecraft, whatever, streaming it from their Xbox and they maybe run a promo. It's like, hey, followers, new followers get to play, you know, on my map for two minutes or something. And then, that's cool. you know, somebody subscribes and they just throw control over to them through this new feature. And whether they're playing on PC or whatever, they can just control your game for a few. It's kind of cool. That's interesting. Okay. It's a cool idea. Somebody will find a really creative, you know, use for that feature, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Better, I feel like somebody will use it to hack into other people's devices. Start gaining control over that. This like mixture of IP addresses. Somebody's going to find ways to hack into other people's and steal their data. Oh, yeah. So it could definitely bring its own source of problems, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything does, I feel like, as far as privacy goes anymore. <laughs> Any yeah. little integrated feature between people. It's hackable. That's just going to be like, hey, welcome to my console. <laughs> welcome to my console. <laughs> <laughs> Please feel free to take my credit card information. <laughs> yeah, kick Thank your shoes you. off. Stay a while. Relax. Make yourself at home. So is, and again, Blake, you might be able to talk into this better. Yeah, when Xbox One was coming out, they talked about a game-sharing um system yeah. is this do you know what i'm talking is this similar to that in a way i think uh, what they initially wanted to do with like the always online and the drm and all that they had um, certain features they were planning to introduce after they launched with that model and one of them would have been mm-hmm. like library sharing with your family members through your xbox account uh, kind of like steam does and um as well as sharing gameplay because PS4 had already announced that as a feature with their share play, uh, which I don't think anybody even uses really. Um, so I think that was in the pipeline, but once they did the big business model shift and now they're reintegrating everything kind of at a different pace and at a different priority, you really have to look at just the, in, the environment of the market and what is culturally relevant now and acceptable now that wasn't then and always online is one of those things because even that short time ago the internet wasn't as readily accessible to everyone especially people in like rural areas they didn't have high speed internet yet so they were concerned you know i'm not gonna be able to play any games at all if i get this thing so that was a problem so looking at the market now 
people really are getting into digital games. Like the physical sales oh, yeah. are are way down. You know, GameStop's changing their business model. Uh, they want to go into this like all digital online marketplace where they put apps on all everybody's machines and you rent games, buy sell games through an app instead of going into a store and doing it all digitally because it's just where the market's headed. That wasn't the case back then. People were still way into physical media and were not ready to accept the future of all digital you know, content. So I think they're at the point now where they know people are comfortable with it and they're kind of easing it back in. But now is the right time to do it. I feel like they were just ahead of the time. They weren't ready to integrate it the right way before. So is Mixer owned by Xbox? Yes, Microsoft owns Mixer. Okay. okay. Yep, they bought them outright. After they decided they were going to go this route, which I think was it was just the right move. The last, the last, I think it was like the last big update had the mixer in it. Yeah, the yeah. big fall creators update I think brought like yeah. the full switch over to all mixer from Beam or whatever it yeah. was. Could this be another push in that direction of getting rid of physical media? So you said that's kind of. Not entirely where things are at right now, but could this further that reduction of need for physical media even more now that we have uh, system sharing over yeah. Mixer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that will be a factor in it. But when it comes down to it, we've talked about this before. If you go back like five years, um, that's when they switched to games as a service model instead of games as games. Yeah. Games are a service now. Yeah. So, and that's a problem. Like, publishers looking at a game as a platform is a problem for the consumer. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Think about, like, Star Wars Battlefront, like the first one. Let's not talk about the second. The first Star Wars Battlefront in 2015 comes out. They consider that a platform to then sell the DLC for $60, which they will incrementally add, extending the longevity of the game. And then they'll tweak it yeah. in there. That's the platform they shifted to. So the games as a service model drives digital sales because you're buying a bunch of digital add-ons for the game. Might as well just buy the game digitally, have it all digital. Just makes it easier. And that's where they're kind of pushing everybody. Like, it's just so much easier if you do this. Or here, here's the Xbox Game Pass program. Pay us 10 bucks a month and you can have access to 250 games. You don't ever even have to buy a game again, you know? Or like what I was just talking about with GameStop. Here's an app. Do all that stuff online. Um, this is our service, you know? Uh, I don't know, service thing is what's driving digital sales. I don't think digital sales are going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger. Physical media might go away. Who knows? CDs just got pulled out of Best Buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like nobody's buying them. <laughs> so why mm -hmm. sell them? We'll get to that point with everything physical, I think, at some point. When was the last time you guys bought physical media? Let me ask that. Wow, that's you guys. a good question. Um... I bought a I bought oh, Far Cry Primal, yeah, um, because Target had it for twenty dollars for some reason, and it hmm. was still like sixty bucks online. So I was like, eh, it's cheaper to just buy the actual disc. That's a good reason. <laughs> so up yeah. here in Alaska, we're limited on the amount of internet that we can use as far as gigabytes. So sure, it's easier to buy the game on disc and to install it from the disc into your system than to download it off of the shared cloud the store yeah. so i go out and i buy games by disc up here that way i could just download it straight to my console but i mean okay that makes sense yeah that's, that's um good. good reason i recently bought friday the 13th for playstation 4 
Doom for Xbox, Destiny 2 for Xbox. The other games, I bought a couple other games, but they were all digital downloads. I'm trying to think what the last physical thing I bought was. I think if I buy CDs all the time. I was going to say vinyl. If vinyl oh, yeah. counts, that would be the last thing that I bought. Yeah, that would count. I, I would say I would say vinyl. vinyl. Vinyl falls under the same category as books. Like I'm always going to prefer personally, I'm always going to prefer a physical book to like a Kindle. Yeah. Like I like the idea of Kindle, but I just can't I love I love the tangible like I can see how much progress I've made in the book and with the vinyl I love it's it's the experience of the vinyl, yeah. you know. You it's like the whole thing. No nobody's <laughs> like nobody's like, "Hey, I got to get that high fidelity vinyl," you know. No, you buy it for that crackly, like that nice, like oh yeah, that Real. feeling, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, I, I wouldn't count vinyl in that. Okay. Well, then probably a Master Chief collection on this. Yeah. yeah. That was the last thing I bought. That was like 2015, I think. And I bought over like almost 200 Steam games since then. <laughs> oh sure, 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 sure. It's ridiculous. I think I think mine was probably Fallout 4. There was a deal where I could buy the disc for 20 bucks right after it came out or $60 for digital. Mm-hmm. And I went, I'll take the disc and plug in my external CD drive and <laughs> install it that way. <laughs> Yeah. You are uh, our registered Dead by Daylight expert, I would say. I dabble. I dabble. <laughs> How many times have you reached rank one? A lot. Way too many. <laughs> How many characters have you prestiged? Five. Five, maybe six. I'm working on the seventh right now. Are they all prestige one? Uh, not all you? of them are prestige. One of them is prestige three, level fifty, and the other ones are prestige one. I'm trying to get everybody to prestige one, and then level them all to prestige two after that, and then kind of carry them all as I go. Right on. So, so whenever, whenever you're playing Dead by Daylight, you pay, pay blood points, which is basically experience to level your characters up. Uh, once they get to level fifty, you have the option to prestige them and put them back to rank one or back to level one with a little icon that says that you've prestiged them. Um, and you can do that all the way up to three times. So there was a game that was uh, on Kickstarter last year, I believe. Maybe it was 2015. 2015. Um, 2015. Uh, called Last Year that I actually thought was what I was buying when I got Dead by Daylight. Um, what can you tell us about Last Year? So last year is an asymmetrical horror game. It's 5v1, five survivors versus one killer. It takes place in 1996, and it's supposed to be your typical 90s horror movie. So there's three killers that you can play as as of right now. One of them is the janitor. There's the strangler, which is a deranged homeless person. And there's the brute, which is escaped convict guy. He's super slow, but you can imagine he has great melee abilities. 
the strangler is sure. more like stealthy and then you, you know the janitor is more like your melee warrior type of killer and then as far as the survivors go there's five different survivors you can play as and each one has their own special ability there's a nerdy guy who can hack into the computers inside of the high school and use the um video cameras inside of the hallways to communicate with the other survivors to let them know where the killer's at there's the nerdy girl who's good at healing people from like health class there's the two jock guys that are your melee and your um your trap trappers and then there's a um popular girl who's good at sensing traps that the killer sets there's just different abilities that each one of the characters bring to the table that make them more diverse to be able to survive better against the killer. Now, this isn't out yet, right? No, it's not out yet. It's, uh, it's or they actually came in with some troubles based off of what one, one of the maps was at a um, camp, a summer camp, so you can imagine where I'm going with uh... this. And then there was also some scrutiny about the one of the masks for one of the killers looking like Jason Voorhees, so there was a legal issue with them making the game, so it stopped for a while, and now they're back on. So I don't know what happened with that, but I'm pretty excited. So we have Friday the 13th. We have Dead by Daylight. These two games are already out. They kind of already have a uh, community with them. Last year has been in a bit of a you know production pickle since 2015 if they manage to actually get everything out what do you think the last year can bring that could win over people from friday the 13th from dead by daylight that you know isn't already provided there so i think they have an advantage um one because of the fact that they've already gone through the process with friday the 13th so friday the 13th understands that their game is different than theirs they, they've already gone through that whole legal process. I also think that they've seen the, the good and the bad, the pros and the cons, if you will, from both games because they've been out for so long and heard the outreach from the community, what they want to see from the video games, that they have a well-structured game already. They can say, oh, well, people wanted this or people wanted that. Here are the good things about the video game. Here are the bad things about the video game. And they can put it together into one survival horror game that everybody will like. And also, I think that Unreal Engine should do a pretty good job recreating it yeah unreal has a pretty good i mean anything made with unreal seems to be pretty decent pretty decent what's the end goal of last year as far as gameplay wise is it to escape is it to uh defeat the killer or is it to simply be the last one standing so you have to uh, beat the killer and survive. That is the objective. So you have to outsmart okay. the killer while they're trying to ambush you and try to kill all of you. You have to team up together, work together to beat them to survive. And you can actually attack the killer in this game, which is good. So they took that from Friday the 13th. Where you can actually defend yourself instead of just hide from the killer. Yeah, that is pretty cool. mentioned that alaska has limited internet uh that you're able to use pretty soon that may not be an issue elon musk is sending internet into space space space, space. yeah it uh, is, is it's weird the way that they handle the internet here it's like okay every month you have a certain amount of gigs that you can use for your download so it really restricts 
what we can do as far as, you know, the modern day age, which like Blake was saying, mostly nowadays, everybody downloads everything to their system. They stream it or they use a cloud of some sort uploading and downloading. So there's a lot of internet being used. Yeah. Cause in, in today's age, everything is so connected anyway. So to have to go back to a point of, oh wait, no, I have to watch how much is going, you know, I have to be super attentive of everything is kind of difficult. Well, and then you're fighting polar bears to get your discs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those polar bear delivery men. I get that new um, Sega Genesis is coming out. Nice. <laughs> Frozen in time. D- yeah, there you go. Over on TechCrunch, Daryl E. Watch SpaceX launch a Falcon 9 carrying its first internet demo satellites live here. They had a vi- they had a video talked about uh, how uh, SpaceX, Elon Musk's space private sector space company uh is working on sending internet into space for global access to the moon to the moon not to the moon but no so that's awesome so it means that uh you know if you're you're in a place that has limited internet access or if you're in a place that blocks what internet you what parts of the internet you can access you just bloop connect up to the to the space internet and then uh you can access whatever you want i vote that they call it the extra net that's my that's what i think call it something the separate. extra net the extra net the extra net maybe it's outside the space net. it's outside of our net it's in space <laughs> maybe maybe space net is too far maybe you call it the sky net see, see. oh god Made that joke last time. Uh, <laughs> but, but this is how it starts. If Google buys SpaceX <clears throat> and they maintain no, Boston no, no, no. Dynamics, I think. <laughs> now, see their their motto is "Don't be evil," so we're okay. Do you think? Do you think maybe Elon Musk would somehow buy Google? Uh he doesn't have the money. Well, it's can't not about it. money. It's about can do. Can't do it. It's about having T one thousands to do your bidding. That's what it is. (laughs) Money's not an issue. Money's not an issue with Schwarzenegger robots. Yeah, it comes out that his uh, his semis are actually secret mech suits. That's what it. They start transforming around the country. You transform Uh, over Google, or my friend here will smash your hands. They can only fight for ten minutes before the battle. They all have dead. like Man. Nikola Tesla's face. Man, could they fight? <laughs> it's like a Decepticon version of this Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. I offer my body as tribute to be modeled for the T one thousand. For the T one thousand. They're all oh, gonna geez, be five foot them. four. <laughs> Just stocky ass five foot four guys. <laughs> With a mini five gun. six. Every inch matters. Okay. <laughs> you say five foot six. I'm five six. You got. I'll give you the five. Take six. it easy, man. I'm not. I'm not le- the lucky charm leprechaun. <laughs> charm leprechaun. I'm a little taller than him. What would be the pros and cons of having space internet signal? Con, pro, both. Having internet in space? Yeah, global well, access to Yeah, uninhibited okay. access to the internet. I mean... They're going to charge you to death for it. It's like an airport. Or they won't. But, well, or it's, or it's completely free. Because that's what Elon Musk is all about. He's like, I'm this, from the future. Read his quote? This is his actual tweet about it. Today's Falcon launch carries two SpaceX test satellites for global broadband. If successful, Starlink Constellation will serve the least served. 
So yeah, like, lying. everywhere. Interesting. Free internet. Third world all. countries. Exactly. Yeah. It's got a, it's oh, got God, a Tesla, Tesla-esque to it. The Taliban <laughs> don't need internet. They already have it, and it's terrible. Well, now they'll have good internet. See, and then, then <laughs> we've got the problem. Good. Unless you can region lock it. You can say, hey, don't communicate with any device in this region or whatever. Though someone will, Apple will be like, we're introducing our new Wi-Fi blockers next week and launching them into space. Here's a two-foot dongle for your iPhone. To block. Yeah, they yeah, co- yeah. coincidentally have uh, our own brand of Wi-Fi on them uh, mm-hmm. that you can buy. iFi. iFi. Oh my God! Don't even. I Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> don't even. That sounds like some they would pull. I Wi-Fi. Yep. iFi. I Wi-Fi. iFi. IY. Apple iFi. Apple iWi. iSpace. iSpace. Uh, uh. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> Tom's the AI they introduced to control it. He's your friend. Can't get rid of him. He was my first friend. <laughs> You're always there for me, Tom. He never responded. He doesn't even, he doesn't even own MySpace anymore. I still think it was uh, an acronym for Team of MySpace. Yeah. I'm holding, <laughs> holding that up. I think it's true. You guys have you guys tried to log into your MySpaces? Yeah, my MySpace is. I have a active. new MySpace account. Found There's a out. new MySpace. It's different. You been on it? It's all. It's all, it's all horizontal. Like it's all horizontal. Yeah. What's up with that? Can you still it's pick gross. a song for your MySpace page? It's all music now. Like Justin Timberlake is part owner in MySpace. Yeah, and they yeah, revamped yeah, which is it funny. completely as an. Which audio. is weird because I was on MySpace listening to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I'm going to MySpace right now. I was going to say, are we all trying to log in? I'm going to try to log into my old MySpace. I don't even think I had a Like, I know I had one, but I don't. I think it's been long dead. Oh, yeah, there she is. Yep. Wow, what is, is going on? Sign in. Oh, geez, that's a depressing photo. Man, I must have deleted mine because I don't have an old MySpace to log oh. into. Sign in. Let's see here. Photos. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, jeez. No, I meant dead. Look at how edgy high school me was. <laughs> high school Brian. Yep. Do you remember MySpace days? Like, you had you learned HTML to be able to set your oh, page yeah. to whatever you wanted to, to alter be. the Look, appearance. That, yeah. Awful backgrounds. It's yep. lost forever. Probably not a bad thing. Probably right? for a good reason. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a photo of my butt cheeks on there that I drew a smiley face <laughs> on. I remember correctly. I think I had Bebo or something too. What was your guys' profile song? Uh, oh, I don't even mine remember. Mine was Forever by Papa Roach. Mine was Ooh, probably edgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something I would have done. Yes, yeah, probably something along the lines of some Papa Roach, maybe some Iron Maiden. Probably Day. Iron Maiden. I was obsessed with them. You were obsessed with Iron Maiden. Still I am. They're great. Yeah. Not hating. <laughs> Bruce Dickinson, man. I can't even get, get to MySpace. I can't get to anything. Mine, mine probably would have been like Last Resort by Papa Roach. Last Resort. Or like, uh, what was, uh, don't give a f- if I cut my own or, or In the End by Linkin Park. Oh my god. Oh but that's Bam. not what we're yeah, going to talk what are we about. Doing? <laughs> uh, so space internet. So space internet. Space. But there's also, I mean, there's plans on the other side of that too with the, the corporate guys and the internet plans. 
You want to talk about Ajit Pai's plan? Ugh. Is that how you say it? Ajit Pai? Yeah, Ajit Pai. Douche. That's how you say it. The guy, the guy is the Martin Scarelli. Martin Scarelli was the guy who bought the AIDS drug and then jacked the price up to 2,000%, and everybody hates him. Not because he did it, but because he's like the world's biggest D-bag. Yeah. Um, so Ajit Pai, FCC chairman, um, <laughs> he's actually being investigated. For like some kind of corporate conspiracy or something, right? Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> over on ArsTechnica.com, writer John Brodkin wrote an article, Ajit Pai faces investigation into moves that benefit Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, which surprise 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 imagine that the guy who was the former verizon uh ceo right you know ceo became fcc chairman who'd have thunk it he's (laughs) there are allegations there there's there's suspicions that he's actually doing things to benefit the companies he used to work for no way that could ever happen in corporate America. Yeah, there's there's no way, there's nothing that he ever actually did that, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. We're just mad. <laughs> it's just annoying. It's so dumb. <sighs> trying to take the internet away. But I mean, all they're going to do is they're going to, okay, 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 okay. Let me read from this article. Okay. Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai is under investigation by the agency's independent watchdog over decisions that benefit Sinclair Broadcasting. FCC Inspector General uh, David Hunt agreed to conduct the investigation after, after it was requested November 2017 by two Democratic lawmakers. Quote, for months, <clears throat> for months I have been trying to get to the bottom of the allegations about Chairman Pai's relationship with Sinclair Broadcasting, Representative Frank Pallone Jr. said in a statement today, I am grateful to the FCC's Inspector General that he has decided to take up this important investigation. The IG will investigate whether FCC Chairman Ajit Pai and his aides improperly pushed for rule changes to benefit Sinclair Broadcasting in the company's attempt to purchase Tribune Media. Pallone's office said in a press release today, the investigation will look into will also look into whether Pai and his aides improperly coordinated with Sinclair on those rule changes so basically it's suspected that he was talking to sinclair broadcasting which uh let me pull up who they are because they own a bunch of stuff mm. everything probably yeah, they own a bunch of stuff sinclair broadcasting by affiliation owns abc cbs cw plus the cw fox so sinclair is owned by uh, disney Ooh. Are they? They must be. ABC, CBS, CW. Those are all Disney properties. Fox now? They are. They must be like a little bit down the list because 21st Century Fox was going to buy Sinclair, it looks like. Mm. Parent company. Jeez, it's just parent companies of parent companies. It's, that's, it's so ridiculous. Which is... Anyway, America. so Sinclair... Broadcasting owns all these TV stations and other affiliates that have interests in how laws should be made. Surprise, surprise, Ajit Pai is suspected of corruption. Who'd have thunk it? Go figure. Where does the madness stop? It doesn't. Not with this guy. 
It's all good. Elon's giving it back, remember? That's the thing. Elon Musk and Ajit Pai are like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Ajit Pai is like the super villain. (laughs) Yeah. And Elon Musk is probably a vigilante somewhere. He's like Batman, you know? Yeah. Where does he go? (laughs) He's like Obi-Wan. Where does he... (laughs) Or they're the same person. He's patrolling the streets. Oh, my God. He's patrolling (laughs) the streets of San Francisco. From his space station. SpaceX cape. (laughs) There you have it. Hello again, listeners. Thank you for joining us. This week, I want to encourage you guys to check out our YouTube page. Just search BitXBitPodcast on YouTube.com. We post gameplay clips as well as full episodes available uploaded via Podbean. Special thanks to Eli and Cody, our community manager Thomas, our content manager Zane, our sysadmin Matt, and of course our wonderful wives. Our music is done by Jazar from BetterWithMusic.com. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. Copyright code CCBY-SA. If you want to be a part of the show, you can send us an email at bitxbitpodcast at gmail.com. Submit some questions you want read, give us some news, pitch some ideas, get connected. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.